It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday, everyone. What an amazing day to give God thanks for just being God all by himself. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific accident which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I, and this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer and perseverance to overcome the hardships we endure during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate, empower, and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and family members by teaching them how to create the life they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul. This is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. You know, oftentimes after surviving a tragedy, life can become chaotic. It can become very hectic, and you really may feel like your life is over and that you're not going to make it. The challenges that you face can really become overwhelming, and it can really push you into a state of isolation. But this is the time that you cannot give up, and it is definitely the time that you cannot give in. It doesn't matter what kind of challenges you are facing. This is the time for you to really understand the power of your words because it's through your words that you are going to find the strength and the will to turn your situation around. It's through your words that you're going to find joy. It's through your words that you are going to find peace, peace that surpasses all understanding, and you're going to realize that you truly do possess the power to turn your tragedy into triumph. Another book that I wrote, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? How many caregivers do we have listening tonight? So many times caregivers never stop to realize the importance of taking care of themselves while taking care of others. Being a caregiver myself now for almost 19 years, I was one who always put my needs on the back burner. Whether it was self-care or just taking a few moments to go for a walk or just sit outside and take in God's beauty, I have really lost myself in the caregiving process and 
In this book, I share techniques and strategies that every caregiver needs to walk away with the peace of mind and reassurance needed to continue on their caregiving journey. Confessions of a Caregiver. This is a compilation of six caregivers showing chronicles of faith in the midst of their caregiving journey, from tragedy to working strategies to help you become the strategist of your own destiny in spite of the challenges that you face after going through and overcoming any type of traumatic event. We have a 31-day devotional. We have prayer journals. Whatever you need, we have it to help you get through those tough times after surviving a traumatic event. So, again, happy Sunday and welcome to the show. It has been an awesome day today here in Savannah, Georgia. One day God has graced us to see. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Here on the Conference Cafe, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who have made it out victorious, and now they are here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conquerorscafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Cafe. So if you or someone you know has experienced a traumatic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. It is not time for our devotional, and I tell you guys, I am excited today because with everything that's going on in the world today, let me just move a few things out of the way. With everything that's going on in the world today, we really need to understand that this is a spiritual battle and that we cannot give up. We cannot give up. No matter what things are looking like in our, in our natural eyes, through our natural eyes, we have to have faith and continue to trust God. And so our scripture is going to be coming from Second Chronicles, the 15th chapter, verse 7. Second Chronicles 15 and 7, and it reads, But you must be strong and not be discouraged. The works that you do will be Rewarded. For a few moments, um, I want to talk about don't give up. Don't give up. The Lord wants us to be strong during, during adversity. We should not become disheartened and give up when we face challenges. When the tides of changes come rolling in and fear seems to be everywhere present, God's word is a solid, sure foundation that the storm cannot wash away. Our spiritual strength is revealed in the way that we cope with with adversity. When we're strong in the Lord, we can bear our burdens easily. But if we're not, even a small burden can be too heavy for us. The Lord wants us to rest in him when we become weary. So we must spend time alone with God in order to receive his strength. We must listen to his voice. Stop worrying and receive his encouragement. He wants us to rejoice in him even in times of hardship because in him we find our strength. Whatever we're going through, Jesus knows about it. And unlike other religions of the world, he is with us. 
He's not in a tomb. He's alive forevermore. He is in us and for us. Not only that, but the Bible tells us to be strong and be and, and not to be discouraged because Jesus is always interceding on our behalf. That alone should embolden us to hold fast to our confession of faith in him. We can have immovable, unshakable confidence that he will steady us, strengthen us, and calm every storm. He will be our anchor, our steadfast, our steadfast hope on the rolling tides and crashing waves. He will see us safely through the storm and guide us to our destination. When it looks like he's doing nothing, he's working busily behind the scenes. Are you waiting on an answer to something that you prayed about? Does it seem like it's taking forever for God to answer? If you're waiting on an answer for him, don't give up right before he moves. You will never regret waiting on him. But you might regret moving before he's ready. God knows the situation you're facing now, and he knows that it seems unbearable. He knows that no one is aware of what you're going uh, what you're going through. He knows that you haven't spoken a word of this to anyone, but don't give up. Our inner man must not become weak and fragile, even when our physical body does. So we must renew our strength in hard times. The Holy Spirit fills us with divine strength to overcome every challenge that we must face. So we should not lose heart and give up. We must receive his mercy, his grace, and his favor in our lives and reap the harvest for all the good seeds that we have sown in our life. We shouldn't become weary of doing good and give up our good work as we run our race with patience, looking to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. We must continue to believe in God so that we can receive from him. No situation is too big for him to handle. Your situation is not big enough for God to change and not even change his mind. Whatever God has declared, it cannot be reversed. Unless God has not declared it, then you can expect it to not come to pass. Surely, if you do not give up on God, you will not be defeated. Regardless of how difficult opposition may arise, remember that the Almighty God has a purpose and a plan to far exceed anything of the world that that is leveraged. When you stand firm in the relationship with God, he gives you power to overcome, excel, and exceed. If you don't believe me, just try it for yourself. There's not a better time to find out than right now. Your relationship with the Almighty God is what keeps you joyful in the midst of sorrow. It gives you peace when confusion abounds. There is nothing more precious than having an intimate relationship with God. So hold on to your faith. Don't be moved by what you see. God is not only calling upon us, saying don't give in, be resistant, but he is also challenging us by saying don't give up, be consistent. Keep your relationship with God as your primary focus and priority. Most of all, don't let go and don't give up. Amen, amen, amen. Don't give up. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insight. 
So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Sister Scent, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Mishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Mishari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made, personalized gift baskets, T-shirts, and candles. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you're looking for an organization where your child can become a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before, then the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for details. Again, that's Ms. V at 479-899-2618. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at twilo.com for details. We have an amazing show lined up for you guys this evening. You are in for a special treat. Our guest is a published author, a true woman of God, a true survivor, one filled with wisdom to empower, educate, and enlighten you. So I want you guys to relax, kick back, grab your cup of tea, your cup of coffee, a glass of water, or as we prepare to be blessed by this truly anointed vessel. But first, we are going to take a quick break, but don't you go anywhere because we will be right back.
and welcome back to the Conference Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed. Again, we have an amazing show lined up for you on tonight. That was Nashville Life Music. My God, I can never get enough of your love, God. I don't know about you, but I tell you, can never get enough. He's so good. Our guest this evening, the Savannah, Georgia native, Ms. Shalanda Treasure Williams, is an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, media personality, CEO, ordained minister, and called to be prophet of God in these times of uncertainty, selfishness, wax-cold love, brokenness, confusion, and lack of self-worth. She brings with her a message of hope and a heart for those who desire to know how and what's next. Prophetess Shalanda, also known as the inspirational treasure, is known for her real-life approach and her transparency, bringing light to the words of God by being transparent, relatable, and compassionate. So without further ado, I want you guys to put your hands together for our guest evening, Shalanda Williams. Well, welcome, welcome. How are you this evening? Oh, hello, hello, woman of God. I'm I'm okay. How are you? How are you? I've been running around <laughs> frantic all day. Son's birthday is today, but God is so amazing, and I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? I am doing good. You know, that enemy is so busy, and I was sitting here, and I was looking, and I was waiting, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I am. Listen, when I tell you that it has been one of those days, but it's been a great thing, you know, waking up, seeing another day, and watching your child turn 15. I mean, I have older kids, but he's 15 today, and so, you know, it's just amazing. Those type of things really make you think about how great God is, right, because so much is happening in the earth, and he's still here. So definitely grateful for that. Amen. You know, you said it right thing. There's so much going on in this world today. And I tell you, um, just to be able to wake up and, and, and see your children and know that they are safe and they are okay, um, um, that's enough all by itself to just tell the Lord, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are definitely elated to have you here with us today. And I read your bio and, you know, it did all of that good stuff, but I really just would love for you to just tell our listeners hello and just in your own words. Absolutely, I'll do that. Hi, everybody. This is Prophetess Yolanda, a.k.a. Uh, the Inspirational Treasure, and I am just amazed at um, the opportunities that come up uh, to be able to share about, you know, his goodness and where he's brought me from. And honestly, I'm just a regular girl, you know what I mean, with a lot of different gifts and talents and all those things, and God said, you know, bring them all together and, and do my will, and so it's been uh, an interesting journey, but I'm here, I'm present, um, and the name alone, uh, it gives, it gives, it speaks loud, right? Um, inspirational treasure is a whole statement in itself, right? And so coming from those things that you spoke about in the bio, from low self-worth and from uh, so many other things that we'll probably talk about during this interview, uh, it's just amazing to be that and to have that testimony of a name. So that's it. That's just me in a nutshell. And plus, I love the Lord a whole, whole, whole lot, if y'all didn't know that already. So. <laughs> Amen. The inspirational treasure. We're going to talk about that name as well in a little bit. Um, 
But again, we are we are grateful and just honored to have you here on the show. And uh, we are going to get into this interview. So we are here um, discussing your book. Nah, I'm not okay. Excuse me uh-huh. while I unmask. So let's talk about when you first started writing and what inspired you to do so. When I first started writing, not the book, just writing in general, right? Yes. I have uh, actually been writing all of my life, but I started off doing, you know, poetry and um, writing my friends' love letters for them in elementary school. I started, <laughs> I started writing, <laughs> I started writing those type of things. Um, but in 2007, I became a published author, and um, I think to date I have nine books written and published, and I've collaborated on about four or five projects with other authors. And so I've been writing a pretty long time, definitely been published for a while. Um, so it's, it's been an exciting journey. Amen. I, I tell you what, I've asked that question several times, and I've never had anyone tell me that they started writing uh, writing love letters for their <laughs> friends. <laughs> so I hope it was a trip. the glory, it, it sparked a passion, and, and, you know, for such a time as this, so, uh, you know, God, you know, sometimes he uses things that, you know, that doesn't make sense to us. <laughs> but, you know, we may not understand it then, but uh, by and by, <laughs> we'll understand it. And so now we understand. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I look at this, uh, probably because you, and, and you're talking about writing love letters. Uh, you know, there's a lot when you write a love letter to someone. And, and you know, there's a lot to go into that, a lot of passion and, you know, it's from the heart. And I think about your ministry right now and the things that you do um, in the kingdom and how passionate you are about it. And so, see, that's what I mean by literally we know that God was preparing you and he was molding you uh, for the right, work that you're right, doing right, right now. Amen. So let's go back. Let's talk about that, that younger writing self. If you could tell your younger writing self anything at all, what would it be? Don't be limited by people, you know. Don't be limited oh, yeah. by um, people, their opinions, their thoughts, how it should go. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm so uh, on my on own terms type of individual. So though I did pretty good with English in school, um, I still write my own way, right? Um, I am, I'm, the, I'm the person that will, I'm the person that will put, you know, a word and misspell it on purpose or put laugh out loud <laughs> with a bunch of L's in it. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, just different things like that. Because the truth is, as you begin to find your unique, your, your unique self, you can't be limited by, um, you know, the rules of certain things. You know what I mean? We know that there's a standard in certain areas. But the truth be told, if I could tell her anything, it would simply be, you know, to not lose that. Well, let me say it like this. I was free then, right? Along the way, you become a little bit more, you know, stuck in a box. And so I would tell yeah. her be careful about the boxes that's coming ahead. Don't change. You know, continue to be unique and continue to do it your way. Amen. I like that. Be unique and do it your way because that's what makes you you, you know. You don't want to, to do it like anybody else. You want to do it your way. God put those gifts and those abilities and talents in, in you to make you who you are. So you don't have to be anybody else. It's okay with this being you. So that's great. Um. Let's get to this book. I want to talk about the title of the book. 
Nah, I'm not okay. Excuse me. You better say it right. You better say it with them three W's. I like it. (laughs) You got to forget them. You can't forget the three W's. That's what I say all the time. When I say, nah, I'm not okay, and don't forget the three W's, you got to put that thing on it because the truth is that's how we really be feeling. Right? We feel like that. We don't feel like, no. (laughs) You know, somebody say, well, well, what's wrong? We feel like, no, I'm not okay. We feel like nah, exactly. I'm nah. not okay. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to know. I want to know what the inspiration is behind the title of your book. Oh man, so I'm talking about being a unique individual, right? And so I'm a, I am a ministry leader, right? I am called to be a prophet of God, and when you have a certain idea in your mind of what a prophet looks like or what a minister looks like, uh, you know, they don't really talk like me, and they don't really, I mean, and there are some, I guess, in the world, but most of them don't talk like me. Most of them are not, you know, they don't say bruh (laughs) in the middle of their statements and stuff. (laughs) Think that God, I mean, I could be giving a whole word to somebody, and I might say bruh, listen. But anyway, so I think that God... um, (laughs) He made me he made me unique like that. So one day I think I was sitting and he um the title came to me and it came to me just like that because I was thinking about some of the you know, the pastors and some of the other people in ministry and in church who have literally killed themselves, you know, holding stuff back. Um, given that cliche statement of I'm blessed and highly favored when you really feel like you're gonna blow mm-hmm. your head off, you know? And so, um, I was praying for the leaders, and then I was thinking about it, and and that title literally came uh, before my face. And so I said, God, I can put that on the book. And so he he told me, yes, absolutely, because here's the thing. God knows all all of us, right? He's not limited to a certain group of people, so his language ain't ours, right? So um, it made sense as to the people he wanted to reach that that's the way they talk. And they're honest. They're gonna. Well, some of them want to be honest and say, "No, nah, I'm just not good today. Are you okay with that? You know, will you be all right with the fact that I I, I don't feel like jumping, you know, jumping and skipping and doing backflips? I'm just not in that kind of mood today. Can you handle that? If I don't give you a cliche answer, are you good with that? So the title came uh, just for that reason, really, to be able to say, "No, nah. it ain't just a no. No, I'm not okay today. No, my foot hurts. No." Nah. I'm just not good, and I need somebody to know I'm not good so that I can make it another day, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because we do hide behind those masks um, because we don't want people to really know um, what a mess we really are inside, you know, because especially if you're in ministry, especially if you hold a position or a title or uh, if you're standing in a pulpit or if you're preaching the gospel because because the world – you know, we've been conditioned to allow the world to see us uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, as if everything is okay all the time and that we're walking around, uh, you know, with a smile on our face every day. So this lets us know it is okay to say, no, I'm not okay. Right. It, ha- it has to be okay. Here's the thing, right, if we continue, if we continue to pretend, then what salvation is there really? You know, and I, and I'm, what I mean by that is that salvation salvation is usually looked at simply as you know Jesus went to the cross, He died for our sins. That's it, right? 
But salvation is so much more than just that one point. That was just the beginning. That was the excellence, right? And then after that comes our everyday life experiences. You know, when he when they're preaching, when Jesus is preaching, when the apostles are preaching throughout the scriptures, they're not just talking to the people that are all good. They're talking to the people who are not. You understand what I mean? Salvation is about the, what comes after you, you confess. You know, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Yes, okay, so now after that, what comes next? So salvation is so much more than that. And I think if we do not speak that we're not good, how? How can anybody even know? When I talk about unmasking, right, so the, the, the subtitle is Excuse Me While I Unmask, and I'm talking about, like, we wear all these masks pretending like we're good and we're suffocating behind it. So to me, until you can say, no, I'm not okay, then you're, you're literally turning blue in the face behind a whole mask of, yes, I'm good, mm-hmm. yes, I'm just so blessed, yes, everything is wonderful, and you, you know, almost finna die, or some of them actually do. Salvation is wow. so much more. When you call on him, when you say, Father, I need you, guess what happens? He comes to the rescue. He does. And, you know, you say turning blue in the face. I, You know, what I envision is, you know, you're holding your breath. And you say, you know, when you die, a lot of times when you have a mask on, you are suffocating. You're suffocating in the spiritual and even in the natural. And so even though there are some deaths taking place, it may not be a, a natural death, but there are some type of death right. that's taking place. And a lot of times um, that's the worst kind of death. When you have spiritual death taking place because you are suffocating behind a mask Man, and you're living up aside because you're having to walk around and pretend, and so you're really not able to uh, um, to, to testify and tell them God's goodness because you are so hurting and you feel and the enemy will make you feel so condemned when you're trying to if you do begin to minister and then and then if you're not careful we the enemy can uh, allow you to start thinking well how are you going to minister to this person and you're going through this and how are you going to minister to that person and you're going through that right. so we have to unmask let let's talk about that what what are what are some ways that we can unmask uh, well, I think we've already, you know, tapped into that. First of all, you just got to know that it's okay for me to be honest. I think that first, you know, that first moment of freedom is when you do that for the first time. You know what I mean? Like when you, you've been gone through hell all of your life and people ex- expect for you to just like be walking around just on cloud nine. And the truth is what happens that first time that somebody asks you and uh, the sad part is that it normally happens when people are at their very breaking point, right? But what happens mm-hmm. when we can teach people how to be honest before that breaking point comes, when we can teach them how to be honest from moment to moment, right? And you don't have to be harsh to be honest. You don't have to go off on everybody to be honest. You don't have to, you know, have a whole dramatic session to be honest. Um, you can just simply, if, if if I ask you, are you good, and you're not good, and you tell me that yeah. you are, you're, you're just holding stuff. So the first step is to just be honest. The second thing that I would suggest you do is to do that with a person that's unbiased, a person that's not going to judge you. And I think a big problem, especially in the body of Christ, is that people feel like they're so judged all the time. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, well, outside of correction, because correction and judgment are not the same, and I think people need to understand that. But for those who are judged, those people who, you know, they're looking at you because you don't fail, 
right, as if you're not human flesh, and then they make you feel as if you don't, you've done the worst thing in the world, right? And the Bible says that a just man falls seven times and he gets back up again. You know, the, I mean, right. there's so much to that. But when you can go to somebody that can fight in that is unbiased, that is non-judgmental, it definitely helps. It makes it better. Because going to the church as a whole, has it, it really it's failed us in a lot of ways. There's been some people who helped, but it's failed us as a whole because people feel like I can't be honest. I have to pr- pretend because somebody told me to fake it wow. until I make it. Do you understand what mm. I'm saying? So I got to fake this thing out. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to affirm this, and I'm going to tell myself that, and, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say all this stuff that's real. Now, this stuff is really cliche, right? I'm going to tell myself all this stuff, and at the end of the day, I'm still going to go home and drink my back loose. I'm still going to go home and play mm. around with these, these pill bottles in my hand. I'm still going to go home. Wow. I mean, we're talking pastors and teachers and not just lay, I mean, lay people, too, but we're talking leaders. Because the Holy Spirit works through us, right? Our gifts are without repentance. So we can minister with the power of God. Go home and literally take every pill that is on our our nightstand because they don't have anybody they feel like they can go and be honest with. And so I think be honest, find someone you can do that with, and trust it. Trust the process. Uh, A lot of people get tired of the process. They get tired of the process. Because the process means, yeah, the process. The process is so on wound, you know what I mean? The process is going to hurt sometimes. When you have to relive the molestations and when you have to relive the rapes that you're still holding on to um, on today, when you're still holding on to your mama or your daddy abandoning you and you got to, you know, walk walk around and, 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 and act like it never happened or you don't feel anything about it, uh, when you have to go through all those motions and you have to relive it, like now I'm doing a 30-day um, unmasking challenge with a group of people they, they're going back and reliving some stuff. It's salt on a wound. So you want to quit in the process. You know, you want to say, man, listen, maybe maybe death is better than that. I've had There's plenty of people in the world who have said that. I don't want to do the process no more. I don't want to feel these feelings anymore. Let me just, everything in my life done broke me. Let me just go ahead and give up now. And so it it's a process. So don't give up on the process. So be honest. Find someone you can do that with and don't give up. Right in the midst of the process. I like that. Be honest. That's the first part right there. And we may as well be honest because God knows anyway. You know, He knows it all anyway. He does. And 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 He's just waiting on us to to come, really just bearing it all and and being honest. And then you said to just trust the process. How as well we want to get through and get better if we don't trust the process. So I like right. That. Right. Let's talk about the audience that you write for. And in regards to the message that you're trying to portray to the reader in your book, what are two things that you want those readers, that audience, to walk away with after reading your book? Um, so I think the wonderful thing the wonderful thing about the book is that it can reach any audience. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a yes. Christian, I'm a believer, so I'm writing my journal entries to God, right? But at the end of the day, there's somebody else that can relate to what I'm writing. You know what I mean? It's not only Christians or, you know, because he wishes that none of us would be lost. So we're we're supposed to be, you know, just as uh, close to other people. Jesus was that. Jesus went out for the lost. That's what we're looking for, right? And so it, the message is for everybody. Um, I think that when we begin to understand that as writers, as ministers and things like that, that we can definitely reach 
uh, a whole lot more people. So when I'm writing in this book, um, say even the first chapter, um, the journal entry, there's a there's poems in every that begins every chapter, and then I write it in journal entry form, right? And so it's just like me having a conversation with him at the time of the incident. The very first chapter of the book is about um, it's about molestation, right? But the 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 journal entry starts and it it says, "Dear man, that everybody talks about in church that I don't realize I don't even know whether I even know about you right now anyway." You know what I mean? Like in other words, wow. they're talking about you. I know that they say you exist, but at this very moment, while this thing is happening, I don't know if I really believe it. Does that make sense? So it's relatable to people because that's how yes. a lot of people feel. I'm a I'm a born again believer, but there are days that I have to ask myself, God, do you see me? You know what I mean? Did you see this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think um in in a, in that chapter I said you know at some point somebody could have blew a horn or something to make the whole incident oh, wow. stop. You know what I mean? But at that. At the end of the day, I, I'm really lighthearted, so I think, you know, some of the stuff that may seem like I'm joking in the book, it's not a joke, it's just that I'm healed. So because I'm healed from it, I can talk about it in a light manner, um, but it's yes. for everybody. And when they when they walk away yes. from this book, I'm going to be honest, there's people who have read this book, and some, some had to spend the middle of chapters and say, oh, my God, this is so heavy, because I've dealt with this. I've dealt with molestation. I've dealt with, um, you know, <laughs> bullying i've dealt with you know sexual addictions i've dealt with some of the things that you're talking about within this book and it's really hit home for me i don't know if i can finish this particular chapter so what i want them to take away is the fact that they're not alone you know i have wow. a, um uh, at the end of each chapter there's a, a section that says broke me or woke me right and so in this particular part it's the part what people can either relate to or not i'm telling them how i made it through it did this thing break me or did this thing wake me up? Um, I think mm. in that particular chapter, I said that it broke me at the time because I ended up being, at six years old, I ended up doing something that I didn't, that I should not have even known how to do until I was like an adult, if ever, right? Um, and so right. here I am trading myself for something. And at that age, we don't know what the word prostitution means. And I wasn't, it wasn't money. It was something else. But you got to read the book to know what it was. <laughs> but um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I, um, I, I bartered myself, you know what I mean? I bartered something at six years old. So I had to come to this reality as an adult. Shalonda, you have to deal with the fact that you prostituted yourself at six years old. And you didn't even realize that that's what it was. Um, and so... I had to deal with that. That broke me at the time, but as I began to grow and heal through it, now I can say I'm totally awakened, right, to um, to what it really, you know, kind of allowed for me to learn. So, yes, that's that. I want them to take away that, that they're not alone, and that, um, truth be told, because we hide so many things, you might be sitting right next to somebody. You might be sitting right next to somebody at your job. You might be sitting right next to somebody at church that literally been through more than you probably can ever think possible. So you're really not by yourself, and most people feel like they are. You know, I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times when we go through traumatic experiences and we go in that shell and we hide, it's because we're so ashamed, and we don't want to talk about it. But those are the things that we need to talk about, and it's, and it's just because of what you said. You're not alone. We're not alone. And by sharing the experience, 
that's where you're going to find out, and really that's the only way you're going to find out that you're not alone. And you're going to find yourself meeting people and connecting with people who've made it out, and then they can say, hey, you know what, let's pray through this together. Let me pray for you and you pray for me. This is how I made it out. These are some of the things that I did to get through. You know, and so you're able to connect with those people who have gone through those things to really um, you know, just heal. It's it's part of it's part of trusting the process. It's absolutely a part of it. I think that you said something earlier when you mentioned how the enemy, you know, he causes us to think certain things. And um, and though I know I know that he presents the thoughts to us sometimes, I really believe that there comes a time where we have to take ownership, right? Um, because mm-hmm. we he has no power with the power we give him. Now, of course, God has given him, you know, he's the prince of the air. But as far as his influence on us, he has none unless we give it, right? Because we literally have authority in the earth, right? And so I think that sometimes we hold on to so much shame because we feel like, oh, my God, if I tell this part, people, there's, there's things that people may never know about me, right? There's things that God may guard from now until the end of the world. Um, <laughs> but the stuff that... Uh, I share are relatable. Yeah. Now, I could be ashamed still. You know, I, I write in this book, and it's, it's more books coming, but in this particular book, there's a chapter that talks about uh, my two years uh, in an alternative lifestyle, right? And so okay. for me to share that with the whole body of Christ was a mind job, or it would have been a mind job some years ago. But now yeah. it's not for me because I've gotten to that point where it's like, okay, so uh, some of y'all still doing what y'all doing. I mean, I don't feel no type of way. This this testimony is for me to help somebody <laughs> else understand what yeah. that feels like, what it feels like to be without the love of people during a season like that, right? Or to mm. or the experience that I had with, with a, a Christian who felt like it was his job to, to tear me out of a, of a relationship, first of all, I am well learned in the things of God. That's number one. So what you're not going to do in the middle of Walmart, sir, right? What you're not going to do in the middle of Walmart is tell me that you got to tear somebody away from something. That you, you've you now caused me to feel even, not, not worse about myself, but to feel as if, dang, so this is what they felt like? This is what they feel like when we as Christians come wow. at them all type of ways? Not because we love them. Not because we want them to be set free, but because we feel like we can control them. Oh, this is not the business. So, you know, like when you're talking about stuff like this, it, it's the truth. I'm telling you, you you can feel shame about it or you can release it. If you release it, then somebody else can be helped. Does not the scripture tell us that we overcome? It don't just say we overcome by the blood of the lamb alone. We come, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So and if, the word if, of the if testimony. That's right. Testimony, Right. If sharing our testimony helps them to overcome, then how wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? Amen. Amen. Oh, awesome, awesome. For those that are joining us this evening, we have the amazing prophetess Shalonda Williams, and she's here discussing her book, Nah, I'm Not Okay. Excuse me while I am mad. And this book is an essential tool for anyone needing to understand the importance of protecting your purpose by changing how you manage the relationships in your life. To unmask means there must be something that is obstructing the view of a person's face. And once the mask is removed, then others will
comes to us as individuals, we tend to wear all types of masks, but yet we also want genuine relationships that are honest and bear all. There has to come a day when we must be saved, when we can be saved, love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, and yet find the voice to be honest. Truthfully, it's not as if we can't hide from him anyway, right? So what if today was the day that you choose to be open and bear it all before him in order to be free, to be happy once and for all? So if you are ready to be liberated, if you're ready to be healed and delivered from the various places in your life that have brought you pain, then, hey, you guys are in the right place today. And our phone lines are going to open up. If you want to talk to uh, Prophetess Williams, if you have a question or a comment, please dial 657-383-0898. And if you're listening via phone, all you have to do is just press the number 1. And our, and our switchboard will light up and we will bring you live on the air to speak with this awesome woman of God. Again, the number to dial in is 657-383-0898. And she has a gift for you guys. We're going to give, um, uh, give away a book to the first caller that calls in. Again, the number is 657-383-0898 and just press the number one. All right, Prophet. So let's talk about I know you're a writer, and I know you have uh, you you know an established published author, but I want you to to just let me know maybe one or two authors that inspire you, that keep you going, and keep you motivated and and empowered. Say that one more time for me. Okay, sure. I said I know you are an established you know published author, but are there some authors out there that empower and inspire you? That you know, they just keep you motivated to to want to know more about their journey and the things that they go through in life. So, just some of the authors that inspire you. Wow, I think I read I read so many because I'm always really supporting other people that if I started yes. naming names, I might leave people <laughs> out. So I won't I won't name too many names. Um, yeah, but I will say that them. there are so. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It, it is. But I, I, I will say this much. Um, I would have. I would. I would suggest that people would begin to research independent authors, right? That are writing inspirational yes. stories about their lives. Because, and I think that if I can sum it up, I'll say that independent artists, um, authors that are telling their story, that is what's yes. inspiring me right now. Um, because. That's the, it's the movement, you know what I mean? My spiritual daughter says that this book that I've written, she's like, it's a book of liberation, Ma. It's, it's, you know, people have, you know, it's a movement. And I said, you know what, I think this whole thing is a movement. So people who are writing their stories, being true to themselves, um, I'll name one, um, what, two, two celebrities that uh, whose books that I've read that I really, really enjoyed recently, and that would be Commons Let's Lo- Let Love. And um, yes. Jennifer Lewis, I can't remember the name of her book off top, but she writes and um, she writes about her mental illness. She writes about her journey. She writes. See, I love stuff like that. I love when we can really just articulate. This is where I was. This is what I did to get through it. And no, I'm still not okay all the time. So let me sh- let me tell you how I you know how I manage. Um, so those two books and and independent authors who are writing their their um, their truth. 
You know, I really think that um, that's a great answer because people, you know, they I think they really uh, overlook independent authors. And you speak of Jennifer Lewis. She's a friend of mine, and in her book, uh, she's the mother of Black Hollywood, a memoir, and she is very transparent when it comes to her mental illness. Yes, Yes, and and, and her sexual addiction and and all the things that she went through, uh, you know, on her quest to stardom and find fame and and all of those things. And I had the pleasure of meeting her um, about two years ago in Atlanta at an event. Uh, the very personable young lady, awesome, awesome right. to just talk right. to and communicate with. So, so your truth, share your truth. That is the first step in unmasking. That is exactly what she has done, and she's free. yeah, she definitely and did. So, yes, absolutely. And so, um, it just went back, you know, full circle. What you just said. That is the very first step in unmasking. If you want to be free. You have to be true, first of all, with yourself. Oh, big, 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 big truth right there. That's big truth. And that's, I mean, like, we got to, we got to, like, really, like, um, uh, let me, let me, let me touch on that real quick before we go for it. But that whole being true to yourself, being honest with yourself. I don't even think that people know how vital that part is, right? Out of all of the things that, um, out of all of the things that we could do, that would probably be the most liberating. Somebody might say, "Well, no, you got to be honest with God first. I don't have to be honest with God first because God already knows. I got to be honest with me. That's the reason. That's the reason why when God will take us through certain situations or when He allows certain situations, we don't fully understand it." But he already knows, so he allows it. Does that make sense? We're still stuck. Yes. So it's us that we have to mm-hmm. give truth to. Um, when, if I can say to myself, you know, at some time uh, or another, because I write, I write about mental illness in my book as well, which is very interesting, very, very interesting that she would do so, um, and, and the sexual addictions and all those different things. If I couldn't be honest with myself and I continue to make excuses for it, then I wouldn't be where I am today, right? Um, the hurt that Man. I felt from from relationships past, the, the the things that kept me from wanting to ever love again, right, stuff like that. It, if the truth is, if I wasn't honest enough with myself to say, you know what, Shalonda, you had, you had some responsibility in these things. You walked into these relationships too, you know what I mean? So you got to begin to be honest with yourself first. People, and I'm not, and mm-hmm. I, this is in no way discounting your relationship with, with father. This is actually showing you what he really expects of us because we can't even fully have a relationship with him if we're not honest with ourselves, right? Yes, if we can't yes, be honest and yes. say, God, this, this death thing took me out. It almost took me out. If we can't be mm-hmm. honest with that and tell him I'm angry, I'm upset, I feel angry with you, God, where are you? If we can't be honest with ourselves, we can't say that to him. And if we can't say that to him, then we can't get the healing. I hope that makes sense because – uh, I, I, that I that not being honest with yourself is a big deal. <laughs> I need you to say that one more time. If we can't be honest with ourselves, then we can't get the what? <laughs> you we can't, can't get we the can't healing get the that, healing. We, that we're seeking. Yes, right. absolutely. I need that point driven hard. We have to be honest with ourselves first to get the healing that we need. Because without the healing, how can we effectively make an impact in the kingdom? 
So you can make an impact, but you want to make an effective impact in the kingdom. You want your testimony to be able to change lives, empower, inspire, educate, not just tell your testimony and people be like, oh, that was just such a a good testimony. You want people to be able to see how God can move in your life. And so in order to do that, a healing must take place. So um, you said you said powerful. something you said something also about relationships earlier, and you was talking about you know the honesty um, and how it can affect a relationship. Well, our first our relationship with Father is important, right? Our relationship with ourself is definitely you know you know at the top, right? And then yes. our relationship with other people. So how can you have a full fledged relationship with whoever? I don't care who, what relationship you're working on the most. How can you? Here, here, here's one of them statements that you hear when people say, "I want people to accept me as I am," right? Mm. How are they gonna accept you as you are? Do you know who you are? <laughs> you know how are they supposed Come to? Come on. How they supposed to? How they, even your flaws, like your flaws and your idiosyncrasies. Like I know there's some things about Shalonda that everybody ain't gonna love, but at the end of the day, if I don't at least accept myself, I can't expect nobody else to. You know, I can't expect nobody else to be comfortable with me if I'm not comfortable with me. So also being honest with yourself definitely affects your relationships as well. Amen. Yeah, across the board, right? It's like a tree. You got to – it affects everything that you reach out and touch, everything. Everything that's connected to you, everything. So Absolutely. you got to be honest with yourself. And so, again, guys, if you're listening, uh, the first step in unmasking is – Honesty, honesty, starting with yourself, like she says, because God already knows. So let's talk about some things other than writing. What are some things that you like to do in your spare time that doesn't include writing? I know you do a lot of things, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't do as much. Listen, here's the truth, right? I don't do as much as people think I do. I have six biological <laughs> children. I have five bonus kids as of now. I have spiritual <laughs> kids. I have, you know what I mean? Like, so I have a life full of people, um, and I'm really at this place now where I just want to be able to do what pleases me. Not in a fleshly, oh, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm just going to get butt wild type right. of way. It's just I am, I, am, I am learning to accept the fact that even though I have an, an extroverted job, I'm okay with being introverted. Like, I, I enjoy me time. I enjoy time chilling. You know, I want to spend time with my family. I want to get married again, right? I want to enjoy my life, and, I, and I'm at that place. So reading, um, getting this uh, these book tours on, online, I, even the book tours, even the speaking engagements, even ministry, like none of the stuff yes. I want to be bondage for me anymore. And so I'm at this place now where whatever it is that I'm doing it's, it's from a place of, listen, I'm not living in bondage. Okay, God, what's the plan? You know what I mean? Like not um, just going through the, the everyday motions that other people do. I'm just really trying to find that space that I fit in, and I just want to enjoy the ride, if that makes sense. Amen. Yes, it does. Again, we are here with Prophetess Shalonda Williams. I'm not okay. Excuse me while I unmask. Our phone lines are open, 657-383-0898. Um, she's giving away a free book. 
listeners. So I encourage you guys to call in and ask your questions or if you have a comment. Now, Prophetess Shalanda, I want you to share. Uh, I know I just heard you say speaking engagements and virtual, uh, you know, with, with everything that's going on. A lot of things have moved to, uh, you know, virtual conferences and, and things like that. So do you have any upcoming right. events that you would like to share with everyone? I do, I do. On actually, June 14th through the 21st, um, we're doing a prophetic uh, virtual conference, and it's just called We Flow. So We Flow prophetically is going to be um, virtual on the 14th through the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it is donation based only, so there's no you know set registration fee. I don't want anybody to feel like they have a reason why they cannot register. Um, you know, you know your capacity. You know what God is speaking to you. Amen. You know what you can and cannot do. Um, but I do, we are accepting donations because we want the vessels that are pouring out to us to be blessed um, in some way or another. When I tell you that it's so jam-packed, this is eight nights, and, I, and we have at least four ministry gifts, three to four ministry gifts every night that we'll be doing intercessory Amen. prayer. There will be, there will be apostol- apostolic appeal every night. There will be um, music ministry every night and then the prophetic message. Um, and none of it is scripted. In other words, there's no theme. There's no topic. Everybody just gets to flow with yeah, the whole thing. So fresh manner. It and it's called yeah. that. Yeah, fresh. It's going to be so, I just, I feel that God has so much he wants to say, and he's just kind of tired of being boxed up. Um, it's time for the oracles to speak. And I think we've been muted for so long that we almost have gotten comfortable with, with being muted. But if God is speaking in the earth, the Bible says that there shall be nothing that happens in the earth unless he says it to who? His servants, the prophets first. And so if we yeah. are not, if we're not able to speak, then the message, you know, there's there's been many warnings. There's been many things spoken and said, but because the prophets are muted and they can say it only to a certain group of people uh, because everybody else is bucking against it, then really everything that's hitting us right now, it wouldn't be a shock if we were listening, if that makes sense. So God is trying to speak, um, and so um, we flow prophetically, .eventbrite.com. You can go there. You can register. And that means you'll get the information every single night for every single night. Um, show up when you're able to, uh, but it's going to be phenomenal. So definitely that. And um, the uh, virtual book tour is coming back up soon. I'll have to drop the dates for that. So make sure that people follow, um, you follow me on, um, gosh, in- Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, at Inspirational Treasure, Periscope, at Inspirational Treasure, without the eye. That way you'll know what's coming up and when. Amen. I want you to, um, because I'm, I'm going to definitely be signing up for that uh, virtual conference there. So you said it flow prophetically. Dot eventbrite dot com. Dot eventbrite dot com. Okay, so I'm writing it down so I can go back and um <clears throat> and 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 post that on our site as well. We flow prophetically eventbrite dot com. So if you're out there listening, uh. Uh, June the 14th to the 24th? 21st. From Sunday to Sunday. 21st. Yep. Okay. June mm-hmm. 14th through the 21st. Uh, we flow prophetically eventbrite.com. I, I would um, encourage you all to please, sir, please, ma'am, go and check that out. Go in and, uh, and register. It's donation only. 
again, you know your capacity, but they are making this accessible to anyone who would like to participate. Uh, I say all the time, uh, uh, Prophetess, God is listening. God is God is speaking. Are we listening? Um, that is one of one of the things that I I say all the time. God is speaking. He it really is speaking right now. Are we listening? And yeah. so, um, you know, it, I think it's going to be awesome um, what you all are going to be doing in uh, in Amen. you know in in giving the word, you know, from what thus says the Lord to the, to the people. Um, now I want you to um, let our listeners know how they can connect with you, um, how they can purchase your book. Uh, I guess no one's going to call in. You know, a lot of times people get so, uh, I don't know, they're so timid of live radio, but there's there's no no mistake. You can't make a mistake. What comes out just comes out. You know, we, we're not here to judge anybody. You know, um, I love having guests uh, that come on and talk about real things. You know, and this is a real issue. Uh, we need to know that we need to unmask. We need to know that the things that we've gone on in our past, uh, no one's here. No one is going to judge you. No one is is, is going to talk about it. It's time for healing because God is speaking. He is speaking. We need to be listening, and we need to be healed um, uh, it, it, during this time right now. There's so much going on. So uh, I would like for you to just at least let the listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase your book. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it is theinspirationaltreasure.com. And um, on the website, I did spell that one with an I. Normally, inspirational treasure is spelled without an I at the beginning. Um, and that's because when I first signed up for Periscope and I put it on there, I needed to drop a letter off. And so I just stuck with it because it just really rocked. <laughs> I just left it right. So I just, it's just capital N. But um, the website is theinspirationaltreasure.com. On the front page, you will see that awesome cover of the book. And you can either order an autographed copy of the book, and I'll send it to you directly. Um, we never know what God wants to speak to each individual. So I really take pride in signing the autographed copies. Or you can just go straight to Amazon where there is uh, the paperback and also the Kindle version of the book, and you can get it there. Um, and uh, on that website, you also can find any booking information. So whether you want to um, uh, bring us out to speak or, you know, you got a virtual conference coming up and you want to book it. Um, with this book, I am doing, um, like, I don't want to call it sessions, um, but as a certified life coach, um, if a group of people order this book together, they read the book, whether it's a book club, whether it's a women's group, whether it's a church um, event or whatever, if you order this book in a, as a group, then I will also either come on virtually with you or come to where you are after this whole pandemic is over and, and literally sit and sup with you and talk it through with you um, if you order Amen. the book in bulk. Um, so that that's dynamic because really I'm writing so that I can be close to the people anyway, right? And so that is um, also an option. Um, so you'll find booking information on the site as well, and you can follow me as I said before at Instagram on Instagram, um, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Periscope at Inspirational Treasure Capital N, um, and that's it. So um, definitely go to all four of those platforms. That's how you'll be able to keep up. Really, for the most part, you'll be able to keep up in that way the most. So stay connected so we can chat. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes.
We uh, have truly, truly enjoyed you all. Don't forget to join us right here every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. And I want to let you all know that next Sunday, our guest uh, will be a COVID-19 survivor. That's why we are going to have a survivor um, that has um, uh, was diagnosed with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, and she made it out, and she is going to be with us sharing her testimony of hope and healing. And, again, I also want to um, uh, remind you guys to stay posted to all of my social media platforms for our forthcoming uh, new book, Warring Women Arise and Pray. When women pray, something happens. That book will be uh, releasing the first part of July. So um, we're going to be putting out all the graphics. Um, I have 12 co-authors, awesome, awesome prayer warriors that uh, have contributed awesome prayers that you are going to be able to use as resources, time of crisis. Now, again, thank you guys for joining us. But before you go, I want you to remember that life can sometimes prevent a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and we want to quit on this journey. You can do two things, stand firm and persevere, or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose. And the choice you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God, transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed. Your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at twilo-reed.com. And if you have a testimony of hoping healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night, everyone. Take care. May God bless you. And heaven. a little bit, y'all. Come on, everybody sing it. I've got it.
Your name. 